What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the first ever episode of the Unprofound Life podcast. This is where we explore the impact of various events and people in our lives that can provide a more significant meaning than we realize. My name is John Hyde, and I'm joined by my very good longtime friend, Mark Janoni. What's going on, brother? How are you doing today? What's happening, John? How are you? Oh, hanging in there, man. Definitely, uh, definitely a beautiful day here. I uh, got any got any nice plans for your for your uh, day here? Talking to you. That's always a nice plan. Talking to you, always a good time. I think that that's a good one. Uh, we always have fun talking, huh? For sure. What are we talking about today? I think we need to talk about how this all started. Um, how you and I connected, and how our our friendship has lasted this long, and and what, you know, how, how we came together. I like that. I think that's a good area to start with. I think, especially since we're dedicating this podcast to talking about impacts and the people that make those impacts on our lives. So, um, and obviously Mark and I have a pretty big, pretty big connection here and it started, man, it had to have been what, 18, 19 I was, years old. No, I was. 21. Okay. So I, I was 21 yeah. uh, when my okay. father, when my father passed away when I was in okay. college. Okay. And so I wasn't sure. Yeah. We were in college. Yep. Yep. We were in college when it, um, he had passed away and you were 21. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What, what a, what a time to lose your parent. Yeah, that's uh it was a significant thing. We were, Mark and I met a few years before that and, uh, in, in college and we're close. And then when your father passed, that kind of brought us closer because I had lost my mother to cancer when I was 14 years old, um, all the way back in 1997. So, um, and that was, it wasn't too long after that, um, you know, that your, your father passed and that really kind of brought us together. Yeah, um, I have to say this that you know when my father passed, um, you know, I was luckily surrounded by a, a, a great group of guys from our fraternity uh, from Edinburgh University mm-hmm. um, that you know were there to support me through this uh, you know time in my life, and. Um, you know, and I think that's where we're, our conversations kind of started. Yeah. Yep. And we talked more. Yeah. And it, it's funny though, too, is you kind of look like in terms of, you know, who would have thought that, you know, and I think that's one of the reasons why we had such a great group of friends, but, you know, a bunch of guys that like to party and have fun and, you know, joke around and, and whatever. But, you know, when, when we really, when you needed us, we were, you know, when we, when we needed each other and you needed us, we were there. Yeah, I think that's that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, Who would have thought was, that group of guys <laughs> would have been this emotional support, huh? <laughs> for sure, and you know, it's one of the things that my my family had commented on too during when we we had the the funeral. You know, mm-hmm. we you know, had like six guys at my 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 house where I grew up at. You know, sleeping yeah. on the floor to be able to attend um the funeral and the the viewings and you know take time out of their lives you know even though it was you know coming out of school to take some time to be with me 
Um, they were there, but in my family noticed it immediately. Um, you know, funny story is, is, um, I had started rushing a fraternity in Edinburgh before, uh, becoming fit as I didn't go well. I left. Um, I left doing that. And my parents were like, well, Hey, you know what, Mark, we'll, we'll give you some money, um, to do this, um, was a ski club in Edinburgh, which you got. Uh, I think we went to Peak and Peak a couple times. No, there was a ski club in Edinburgh. <laughs> like, I didn't even know that shit. Yeah. Like, I'm learning this for the first time 20 years later. So Literally. they're like, hey, we'll give you this money. It was basically like a lift a season lift ticket. And so they're like, do this, just, you know, step away from the fraternity. Don't think about it. And yeah, yeah. Well, I took the lift ticket and then I joined the design. they're like i'm gonna take this and join another fraternity and my parents weren't happy about it at the time they weren't no they weren't no they think thought you needed to step back well no they'd be you know to be honest with you my grades at the time weren't that great and part of it was because there was rushing fraternity yep Uh uh-huh you know you know how much that takes up your time and oh my um, grades are terrible that semester yeah and so um they're like, you know, step away from it, do this. You know, it's only on the weekends. It's for a day. Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah, so they weren't very happy about it. But, you know, fast forward that to, yeah. you know, the the funeral. And they're like, you're surrounded by a great group of guys. So um, they saw that that wasn't a bad thing that you, you know, it took a little bit for it to materialize in terms of from their point of view, from them to see it of why you made that decision but it turned out then they were like wow you are you know 20 year old son made a really good decision yeah i mean that's yeah and and if you and if you think about that too i mean i think you know that was i remember i'm gonna pull back the 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 uh cloth a little bit here more uh curtains i guess uh mark you know i remember writing you a letter and uh, putting that letter on your bed whenever you, you know, I lost your father. And I just remember thinking like, nah, this, this is, this is my dude. And like, I got to be there for him. And I think that that is like something that really brought us together. Um, and now I mean, fast forward when I graduated in 05. So yep. 16 years later, <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, I'm blessed to be godfather of one of Mark's sons. And uh, Mark, Mark's in my wedding here in 47 days, brother. Um, you know, so we're, you know, we keep the, the, you know, that, that was an impactful thing. But the other part of it too, is that even though I felt like I needed to be there for Mark, I was still, you know, still grieving my, my mom. Um, That's you know, that, I'm still grieving today. I mean, well, of course, I don't think I don't you, see, yeah. no, no. you, you never get past this. No, I, there's times now that I, you know, just have a sad day, you know? Um, but I, I was, I think I was still in that point. I mean, geez, I was, I don't know. I was probably like six years after my mom passed. And I mean, you gotta remember I was 14 years old. I had just finished eighth grade and it was June and my sister just graduated. Well, actually, no, when my mom died, my sister graduated like a couple of days later. And so, you know, 
kind of a shit storm. <laughs> just yeah. me going off to high school, her going off to college, my poor father, um, you know, having to raise, raise, uh, you know, now two kids on his own in different aspects of their life. Um, but so I think whenever I was struggling in college with my grief, with, you know, the, the memories and sadness of my mom at times, even though I was broken hearted for Mark, you know, for you to, to have gone through this, I knew that you were there to talk to me. Like you were the one, like you knew what I was going through out of all yeah. those guys, you know, how, you know, 30, 40, 50 guys that we had, you know, you, you experienced the same loss. And so I was able to go to, to you. And so that was, that was good to have, um, to have that. And, and that, and that lasted, right. I mean, that, that's something that we really continued on and, and knew, um, speaking of, you know, I mentioned I'm getting, getting married here shortly, but, you know, I think the other part too, is when we have loss, we don't really like it, it, it crosses our mind, obviously that this person's not going to be there for like significant events and stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, that is something that really lasts with you and, and, and goes on. So, I mean, that had to been like when you're like wedding and then your kids were born and stuff. I mean, <clears throat> you know, that's something that's, we don't think about. So to know that we were there, you know, I, I knew that impact, right. I knew that that that's something that is difficult to do. And I'm going up at my wedding, you know, my mom won't be there, but mm-hmm. you know, I think it's far removed for me. I mean, it's over 24 years, but you still 23 years, but you still struggle. But, um, you know, to know that, you know, when I'm standing up there, Mark's going to be there and know that like, that's a piece of me that I'm thinking about, but I know that I'm okay because I have Mark there. Mm-hmm. That makes any sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah I, I think about it. Um, you know, even last night, how uh, with my kids, like thinking about, you know, you always think about how would your dad react in this situation or how would your parent <laughs> react in this situation? Oh God. In, in trying to teach the same life lessons that like, you know, my dad gave to me when I was younger. Um, it's hard. I mean, it's, it's even going to the, to the wedding aspect of it too, is like, you know, my dad, unfortunately didn't get to meet my wife. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And you always say, you always sit there wondering like, you know, what would he have said? Cause I know he had opinions of some old girlfriends or was he, was he open with it? Was he just, Oh yeah. He He would tell you, he would tell me. and he would also try to steer me um steer me in some directions too to be like you know i think she's really cute i think you should (laughs) you you should go talk to her he was like your wingman a little bit huh like when you were like he absolutely was i uh i remember and we talk about wingmen we did a lot of road trips um especially when he was um my father grew up with diabetes um oh i didn't know that he had diabetes Oh, at a very young age. Oh, wow. Um, eventually, he got a kidney transplant from my mom. And so Wait, we were. What? Yep. He, he got, got a it, kidney transplant from your mom. From my mom. They were a match. How old? My mom's like five foot five, and my dad's like six, six foot, like two. Yeah. 50. Like, I mean, he's a, he was a big yeah, dude. Yeah, your, your dad was a big dude. Yeah. 
they had they were a match and no you know talking go to the wingman like i remember going and driving with him to clean the cleveland clinic where they did the transplant yeah and so we were we were going back and forth for testing and stuff like that and how old were you at this time um i was 19 okay I think it was yeah 19 okay um and i remember doing the road trips with him to, to go do testing and, and stuff like that and like we were in <laughs> in the car and i don't know how many exits we missed because we were both jamming out to some black sabbath in the car <laughs> now that is bonding right there yeah the paranoid awesome. album we were we were oh man out. that was a good album too mm-hmm that's so funny, dude. You and dad had a lot in common like that, huh? Music and shit. Was he like kind of your inspiration on the music? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's funny because you and I have similar tastes in music. And I, and my dad does too. So it's kind of, it's interesting. Yeah, we were, I, it was Genesis. Genesis, Chicago, Sabbath, Zeppelin. Um, my dad played trumpet. I played his trumpet when I was in high school in the high school band. Oh, no shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's funny. Zeppelin, if quick, sorry, I, I will never forget this. Like short, like the year after my mom passed, we went to, um, Myrtle beach, me and my dad and my sister. And, um, I, we just like the whole trip down we left in the middle of the night right you know it's whatever it is 12 hours or whatever. that was always the best because especially when you were young, oh yeah in the middle of the night and like you wake up and you're there and you're there dude your dad just <laughs> drove like 12 hours so you have no idea yeah. and you're like oh cool man this is easy trip and he's yeah, like yeah bastard <laughs> but like it that was that was the best and i will never forget mark we listened to the best of Zeppelin like the whole way. And, and now this is cassettes, right? So this is like, um, yeah. or actually maybe this might've been CD. No, it was cassette. It was cassette. I remember the double. Cause you remember the cassettes, they were double. Like if it was like a double album or whatever, it was two cassettes. And it was like, the case was like yeah. four inches thick. And yeah. you had to like, it was always a <laughs> jacked up broke all the time. Um, but I remember listening to that and, my dad, you know, my dad was born in, in, in 1950. So, I mean, he really was growing up, you know, late sixties, you know, mid sixties and Zeppelin was like his favorite. So I always, when I hear certain songs, you know, Zeppelin, or just even like when I put that album on, like, I always think of that trip, my sister's sleeping in the back and, and I'm up front with my dad. And, um, and we were just rocking out to Zeppelin. So that's, that's always like a good memory. And that's the, is kind of what we're talking about. Like, I will never forget that. Right. Like that's always going to be something where I'm like, you know, Zeppelin was like me and my dad, like, and that was really my first, like, I mean, I heard it before, right. I was like 15 at this point. Like I heard Zeppelin growing up, mm-hmm. but like he introduced me to Zeppelin on that trip. Like he was like, well, we're going to get like deep dive into Zeppelin. And that was, that was cool. Of course I had to like wind the tapes up and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but that's funny that's funny so so your so your mom was a perfect match for your dad yeah first transplant magically uh holy yeah. crap dude. i don't even know what the odds are for that to happen but it has um, to be slim right yeah very slim 
I mean, for the spouse to be a perfect match. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Now, what, that was a that was just a couple years before it passed, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's crazy, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely um, the crazy time. Um, yeah, man. To, to you know, I definitely want to go in more into your mom too, but like, sure. Um, it was it was strange. It was in college. Um, I got a call from my mom. He was sick, not sick. Went to the doctor's office for a checkup. Uh, evidently, got to sat next to a little old lady who had the flu. And got and um, got a call from my mom. Says he's sick. He's in the hospital. Needs you to come home. Okay, cool. Well, you know. And for me, when my mom and, and this is and this is still kind of like the what what's happened. What happens to me now when you know anybody goes into the hospital, whether it's my my son when he, you know, smashed mm-hmm. a rock off of his finger, or. Yeah. You know, my wife going in for a full hysterectomy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm because I grew up with it with my father. Like, yeah. it doesn't phase me. Like, I'm like, okay, we're in the hospital. No big deal. Yeah, yeah no it's second deal. nature. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely second nature. So, yeah, you know, my mom, you need to come home to and and he's in the hospital. So, okay, no, yeah, sure. I'm thinking, cool, I'm coming. Cool. Another hospital no visit. Yeah, another yeah. hospital visit. Um, well, I get there. And um, they were, I remember talking to him. I don't remember him saying anything back to me, but him just sitting there and I'm like, come on, dad, you got to get out of here. Let's, you know, let's get over this. Yeah, let's go home. Come on. Let's go home. We'll be done. Um, And uh, it's surreal. Like when you think of it like that. Well, the yeah. problem was is that was the last time I like like got to see his eyes. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, yeah, yeah. Had, and that's he had one tear roll down his his face. No and, man. And uh, that's god wrenching. Yeah. Next thing I knew, he's wearing uh, the Cleveland Clinic. Um, and that was what like that. That was that a couple weeks before, right? Or the week before? Um, How long was he there for? About a week. A week before. Okay, not, yeah. A week to two weeks before. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's the last time I saw, you know, that spark in his eyes, you know? Yeah. It's crazy how that's, like, burned in your, like, retina, right? Like, it's, like, it's so, like, and, and you, and, and that's the thing, like, you were saying how, like, even last night, like, you were thinking about, like, that stuff, like, comes up randomly, right? Like, I mean, I have a very similar, I don't want to, you know, kind of jump in, but, like, my... No, I, no, no, I, yeah. I remember the exact... My I, too, I grew up in the hospital. I mean, my mom had cancer for four years, and it just kept reoccurring. And I, I mean, dude, like, there's, this is it's kind of funny, but, like, not, like, I would on Saturdays, a lot of times, like in the, she was in a lot, like over the winters mm-hmm. and she was usually at EGH, right. The, our local hospital here. And I'll never forget 
one Saturday, I had a basketball game, right? So I real, you know, our, our real into basketball and everything. And then we had a tournament and I came right after because the tournament wasn't too far from the hospital. <clears throat> and we came and I'm walking, we get out of the elevators and we're walking by the nurse's station, like three nurses. Hey, John, how was the game today? They knew our schedule. Like that's how often we were at the, at the damn hospitals. Like they yeah. knew, like John has this, Sarah has, you know, a band concert. Like they, Sarah's my sister. They had, you know, like they knew us. So like, I know that feeling, you know, like growing up in the hospital, like it was just always there, but I'll never forget that last moment that I saw that my mom sitting, like I can picture it. Like it was a Tuesday night and came in after school, right after practice. I had, um, baseball practice, whatever, and came in at night and she was like really weak and barely opened her eyes, smiled a little bit. And then that was it. She went into coma and she passed away on, on that Friday, a few days later, three days later. And I'll never forget that. Right. And some things will totally spark me like just randomly, like will just spark that last moment that I saw her smile, you know, mm-hmm. and that's because then she was in, she was in a coma and she just, and then she passed on Friday. Um, so that was like four days later. So you'll never, you never get that out of your head. Um, the one thing though, too, that I always think about is I remember that damn little smirk she gave me. And it was like, so funny. It was almost just like, like, I, dude, like you had to go into extra innings this game. Like, it was kind <laughs> of like, you know, it was just like, I remember like practice ran late or if it was a game, I don't remember exactly, but I remember I got to the hospital like nine o'clock at night. And um, it was, I remember I was 14 at the time. So it was like kind of late. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll never forget that. And you just, you just don't think spark that too, you know, eventually too, uh, you know, sometimes when I'll like, and I don't know if this happens to you, Mark, and I'm sure a lot of people listening can, can relate too, but you know, sometimes like I'll mention something about my mom or like a memory or something that sparks and people will be like, um, oh, I'm so sorry. And it's very nice. And they don't mean, you know, yeah, yeah. how to react. And I'll be like, Oh no, like, this isn't a good thing. Like I, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. can talk about like, you know, yeah, you know, you choke up a little bit. I'm getting a little teary, like, you know, they, but, but like, no, like I, I can remember that and it impacted me, but now I think of it as like, like I just said, like that little smirk that she gave me, right. Mm-hmm. Like that brings a smile to my face. Like I like, you know, cause I can remember that. Like I, you know, so it's, and people will do that a lot. And I'm sure you can relate. Like, you know, if you mention someone of your dad, they're like, ah, like, no, 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 I'm talking about a good thing right now. Like, this is a good, happy thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's, but that's the impact that, that, you know, we experienced. Um, and I'll never, I mean, I'll never forget some of the nights, like my mom's birthday that I've talked to you about, like in college, mm-hmm. like struggle because it was April and uh, actually it's, it's in two weeks. So, um, you know, her birthday and, and that's, it's always, it's always nice to kind of be able, like when I was in college and, and even now, like, you know, talking, talking to you and be like, yeah, today's mom's birthday, going to the cemetery, like, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, oh yeah, like, yeah, I don't know, you just can kind of relate. Yeah. And it's always, it's always an interesting, interesting topic. Yeah. It's, uh, it's one of those things that, you know, like I said earlier, you know, still in, I don't think I'll ever be out of the grieving stage. Um, no. And, you know, I struggle with it a lot. And, 
you know, I get called out on it a lot too with Amber. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things. It's like, well, why don't you talk to talk about it more? Why don't you, you know, so, you know, talk about it more and, and share things. Um, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, do you think sometimes you share more than you do other times? Like do you find yourself like, like for me, like I know, like if it's, <clears throat> if it's just something uh, going on or like something that like triggers it, like I'll definitely talk about it more. Other times I don't really say anything. Like, yeah, no, no, it's definitely things, things that are happening and and with, with our lives now that trigger it. And I go, Oh, like, I remember this with, with dad or yeah, yeah. I remember doing this with dad or I remember him. You know, one that y'all, Amber absolutely hates is um, he's just my mom all the time too. Uh, we'd be sitting in the kitchen or sitting in the house and you know, the question, what's the weather like outside? Knowing, knowing that you haven't been outside at all during the day. And my dad used to take his pointer finger, lick it, put it up in the air and go, it's about 30 degrees outside right now. <laughs> and, and I'll do it to Amber, but Amber just gets pissed. She's just like, what? Like, Dude, I don't know why, but it's so freaking an asshole. Oh my God, that is fucking but hilarious. That's what my dad used to do. And, and, I love and, it. Good you for know, you. Like, Keep it, keep it going. Keep it, keep going. it alive, dude. Yeah, I hope, I hope one day, like in like a couple of years, I ask Tyson what the weather's like, and he does that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Mark's kit for everybody. That's hilarious, dude. I like that. See, and that's the and that's the shit that like I think you know you and I can really commiserate with and understand like that's the shit that like makes us laugh. And it's like, it's good. It's good to laugh, but it's good to have that memory. So, so John, give me an instance of, you know, something that you've carried over from your mom. Man, what is, what's something that she used to do that you're like, I got to do this or like, You know, it's more, it's actually a characteristic. Okay. It's a characteristic. My mom cackled when she laughed and she like, well, I should say she belly laughed. Right. Like, okay. and then it was like, when she really got going, it was like, you know how I make like that, like, like sometimes <laughs> yeah. like that. Like, yeah. That's <laughs> yep. Uh huh. And I know you've seen, you know, you, you know, you obviously know my dad and you know how he laughs and stuff. And I have a similar laugh to him, but dude, like when I really get going, I belly laugh that's my mom to a T dude, like to a T. Um, but I, I think, <clears throat> you, you know, you want to know something that I, that I, I try to carry on and I try to, I, I try to do, and I don't think I do it probably not even 50% as well as my mother did, but something that I want to like, you know, when I have kids, hopefully, you know, here soon, um, you know, want to pass on is that my mom never complained, dude. I mean, fucking never (laughs) like i mean this is a lady that was riddled by cancer right i mean body just riddled and you know i knew when she like you know had back pain she had she long story breast cancer twice then bone liver just riddled right but i remember when it was like in her in her bones in her back she, she back pain a lot right and that was but she said i'm just gonna lay down for a little bit and you know here's happy ass John, you know, little oblivious 12 year old running around like, oh, I'm going to go play outside. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, I'm going to lay down. 
I, I just, I don't ever remember her complaining. Like I just don't, she always, she came to every single game, never missed a game. Right. She worked night shifts as a nurse. She was a NICU nurse um, at the end of her life there. And she, she worked night shifts so that she could sleep during the day when we were at school. And then she could take us run around and do all of our sports and our activities and be there at every game. Never missed when she was in a hospital and she missed, like she, it, it bugged her so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, my dad was my dad, one of the most hardworking, dedicated dudes I've ever met. And, you know, he worked a lot and traveled. He was high up in the corporate business world. And, uh, my mom was just like, well, no, your dad, my dad always busted his ass to get to my games. But, um, my mom just, she was, she could be in so much pain throwing up from her chemo and she was going to make it to my game. There was maybe once or twice a year, she was just too sick to get to something, mm-hmm. but she just, she was just like, this is life. I've got two kids that I got to take care of. I'll take care of my cancer and I'm going to do my treatments and then I got to work when I can. And that, and that is what it is. And she just didn't complain. So that's now I admittedly complain more than I should. <laughs> I, I think, you know, that, um, I, I try not to, I don't think I'm too bad. Um, you know, it's ironic though. You know, when I complain the most, if I get like, if I get, if I'm sick, I'm the biggest baby, dude, the man flu. Oh, dude. I'm like the king of the man flu. King of the man flu. So, you know, I got my, my vaccine. I got my second dose well, a little bit ago, dude. And I got sick, but for like just a couple hours. Yeah. Oh, dude. And I was like, it, it, you know, Erica, my fiance, I was like, she's never seen me like sick, sick, right? Like we've been together for almost five years, but I've never gotten like the flu or anything like that. I've gotten a cold and I make it a lot worse than it has to be. <laughs> but I'm like, I said to her, I was like, babe, if I get sick, like a lot of people are getting sick, like just, just, I'm sorry. Like I apologize in advance. And for those first three hours when I was up in the morning, like with the chills and fever, she was just like, I got to work. <laughs> she, like, <laughs> here's some Gatorade. I'm yeah. downstairs. And I was like, oh, I'm, like shivering under a blanket, like begging for my dog to come cuddle with me. And it's just like, you know, but, um, but in all seriousness, I think what I really try to do is I, I try to, I try to pass on like my mom loved slapstick comedy, dude. Oh, yeah. Dude, I mean, Stooges? Right. dude, she loved the Stooges. Me and my dad watched the Stooges a lot on Saturday morning. Yeah. And she really liked it. I, a little trivia here. Let's see if you can guess what her favorite movie was in a movie that I should say one of her favorite movies because it made her belly laugh. Okay. Okay. Early nineties Christmas movie. It's oh, like Christmas vacation. She actually, she wasn't a fan of Chevy. Really? Yeah. She liked it, but I don't remember her loving it. Hmm. What's another one where like you basically, you have to watch it. There was a couple of them. And you have to watch it uh, over Christmas. Home Alone? Yep. Because of, you know, the two, the, um, Marv and... Um, Harry. Harry, thank you. I forgot, yeah, Marv and Harry. Like falling out of the steps and the blowtorch. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I, oh my gosh, dude, I remember. I'll <laughs> never forget this. I'll never forget this, bro. It, we, we got it on VHS for Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we had our family from Philadelphia and, you know, my, my aunts and uncles and cousins. And I remember sitting on the floor, like there was a chair and my mom was in the chair and I'm sitting on the floor next to her watching this movie, you know, Christmas night or the day after Christmas, whatever it was. 
and with a fire going and just my mom laughing hysterically. I mean, just like you've never heard before. And so I think that that's something that I try to bring, you know, is I just, uh, and you know me, like I'm pretty lighthearted. I like to have fun. I, I just goof around. And that was, that's, a, that's my mom's characteristic, dude. I mean, yeah. that's, that's her. So I try to carry that on, I think is just that fun loving shit happens. And we have a really hard time sometimes pick yourself up by the bootstraps and, and, and live your life and, yeah. and have fun and laugh, laugh at someone falling down steps and getting their hair blown up by a blowtorch. Like, <laughs> you know, like what the hell? Like, but that, that will always, Eric and I have made it like a tradition, like right around Christmas, we watch home alone yeah. because that's something that's special to me, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and that, and I will always think of my mom every time I watch it. And I just, I will, I will think of her. Yeah. So, so that was a bit, that's a big thing. I was going to say here, here, I'll give you a trivia one. One of those ones that my dad had to stop whenever it was on TV to sit there and watch. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. Let's see. Good, I'm not good. Good clue. <laughs> Just let's put it out there. Let's see. It has a boat. Um, boat. And a carpenter that does some work for a rich person. And these two are still married to this day. The two actor, actor and the actress that are in this movie. Am I totally off by saying Goldie Hawn and is it Kurt Russell? Is, That's no. right. Yeah. Is that Overboard? Yes. No. Is that the movie? Yeah. Holy shit, I got it. <laughs> like every time that movie, every time that movie really? was on, for some odd reason, my dad and I would just stop what we're doing. And sit there for like two hours and watch it. <laughs> Get out of town. So that's like that was a showstopper for you guys. That was a I good. Movie. I remember that being a good. There movie. was there was a bunch. And I have to probably say that you know I got my love of movies from my dad because we Did would you? we would do this. I it, I could tell you, like anytime overboard. Goonies, any Indiana Jones. Oh, Indiana Jones, me and my dad too, dude. Like, Every Saturday was on TBS and shit. Yeah, we had <laughs> we had to stop whatever we're doing and just sit Hell there and yeah. watch for some that's strange reason. I don't know. Well, no, I think that so Indiana Jones was a big one for me and my dad too. Um any of the bond, right? Any James Bond. I mean, that was that was a showstopper too for us. Mm-hmm. Um that was a big one. That's funny. Which Indiana Jones is your favorite? Temple of Doom. That duh. Well, you, I like all of them. I even like the newer one that they came out with with Shia LaBeouf. But like Temple of the Doom, Crystal was, Skull, or whatever. Temp, Temple of Doom was like the one that came out when I was like at the age where yeah. you could like my parents were like, "All right, he's old enough; he can watch this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, it's the one where the dude is like ripping people's hearts out. Kalima, Kalima, dude, my dad used to do that shit to me. That's so funny. Oh, yeah. bring it up. Did he, your dad do it too? Oh, like, yeah. grab me by the chest. Oh, get out of town. And pretend to rip your heart out. Yeah. Yeah. And Kalima, <laughs> boom, yeah. boom, boom, yep. boom. Dude, I love that. That's so cool. My dad used to do that. I, I would, and I would belly laugh, right? Like, he picked oh, yeah. me up and he'd be like, Kalima. <laughs> like, that's so fun. That was a good one. Have you ever, um, did you ever, you ever been to Disney? No, well, I, okay. I no, I did go once, and I have to preface this to everybody. 
the only reason why I went was because of high school band. Because of band. You've told me this. And, That's yeah. right. And I went to Disney. We did yeah. the whole like perform on Broadway deal. And then That's as right. soon as we were done with that trip, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm just getting free Disney trip. I out just want to go to I'm Disney down. for free. Hell yeah. They didn't Who put us it? up in the greatest hotel, but I at least got to walk through Disney for a day. Yeah, who cares? So I guess, so you guys didn't do Hollywood Studios or back then I'm sure it was called MGM Studios. So you probably, um, that was the had, one. Like we had to pass. And I swear, I remember going and sitting in that one um, theatrical thing where they did like the few parts of like all of the movies combined. So we sitting there, mm-hmm. um, like they had the airplane poor part where he's like fighting the big dude. Um, and then they have like the beginning of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, where the where the big boulders chasing him. Like they combined all of the all of the Indiana Jones movies at that point in time, which was only like three. Yeah, combined it all into one theatrical. Yeah, like like the big audience. auditorium where you get yeah, the yeah. Indiana Jones experience. Yeah, yeah, that's MGM Studios. So well, it's called Hollywood Studios now. Um, and that is like my favorite. It's like a live. Was it the live one? Like the yeah. live performance. Yeah. Dude, isn't that great? Like, so we we went a couple years ago. I mean, well, shit, we've been to Disney several times in the last couple of years. Uh, my fiance has a little bit of a little bit of a Disney problem, which I love. Um, but anyways, we went a couple of years ago to MGM. Or, gee, I keep calling it Hollywood Studios, and that was still like we we went, we got our front row seats, and like we had to go see it. Like, and that's just so great. Like, and they bring people from the audience, and you can you know like yeah, they do the the boulder scene and then they do the scene where in their village um is that from temple doom still where they're in a village and like they're jumping from the rooftops and they're going through the crowd maybe i don't know man so this is where i haven't watched them forever but that was but but anyways i guess my point was is that that is so cool and every time i go do that i always think of pops i always think of my dad because like the, the you know the indiana jones uh, uh movie Dude, were you guys into Bond? Was your dad in James Bond? No, not until later did I did we really watch any of the Bond movies. And I think it was like after it was probably like I remember when um God, I don't even know what year it was, but like the Nintendo 64 came out with Goldeneye. Oh like god, that's, that, was, that yeah. like open then when that movie came out, that opened up my um my wanting to go back and watch mm-hmm. the old ones to get to the new ones yeah because there was a gap there because um pierce brosnan didn't take over his i mean i was like like mid 90s like 94 or something like that i think and then there was a gap for several years mm-hmm. um of uh, of the, the bond movies um golden Eye, dude what a game what a game ah <laughs> yeah we have this game. we have the switch down i'm like wondering if that's um they haven't that's, that. well, I don't know. I'm at the look. Hey, you better, you better. If so, I'll be over later. So, yeah. So, Goldeneye <laughs> was actually 1995 to be precise. There. That's, and you know what? I figured that because, um, and, and for our listeners here, those of you that, that don't know me, I have a weird elephant memory. And I, and one of the things, what I think one of the reasons why Mark and I like this concept for this podcast is because I really, I can take things like this and I know exactly the time. So, Goldeneye, I remember when that came out, it was 95. I was in sixth grade. We were at a Christmas party after a basketball tournament at a friend's house, and they'd just gotten Goldeneye. And I remember playing that, and that was 95. Yeah. 
it's so weird but i had the weirdest memory um but yeah that's that was that was that was probably like one of the first first person shooter games right yeah i mean what was before that that would have been like a first person pov i don't know i I, i'm i'm sure there might have been something on the computer like you know that oh well like doom and wolfenstein back in the day was that before goldeneye yeah Yeah. that was well before goldeneye oh okay i think goldeneye really solidified it though huh oh it, it made it a lot more fun yeah does the does the switch have no i don't i don't play any games it's so funny the last couple like months i've been like debating on getting a a ps4 not a ps5 because i don't feel like spending the money on that but a ps4 and i keep going back and forth but um does does the switch the switch doesn't have anything like like call of duty or anything like that does it no they do that would that they do yeah and that's the one of the reasons why i actually was like okay let's do the switch because for you know decades nintendo would never do adult type games no they never that's why it was like mario and you were stuck with mario and i think they finally realized you know we're missing out on an entire audience because of that Mm -hmm. reason yeah because like you you can get like wolfenstein dude in the new wolfenstein games are like intense are they seriously oh my god yeah that's cool i like that's you're 100 right though because like you think of like the Wii, the Wii was like a really cool um, gaming system, right? Like it was, but like you know, Wii bowling and like you know, you can only play so much Mario Kart. Like, like they needed to do something more with that, and it dies out. Like, right? I mean, that when when the Nintendo kind of died out and had to reinvent themselves. So that's smart that they're getting with the Switch because the Switch is pretty cool, huh? Because you can, it's like portable, and then you can play it on the TV too, right? Yep. Yep. That's pretty cool. Which could go back to parents. I remember parent my parents buying me the the original NES console. Oh yeah, I remember that for Christmas. Ah, uh, dude. Now, did you get the one with the duck hunt? I got the duck hunt and the track meet with the trackpad. Oh, I didn't get the trackpad. I just had the duck hunt. Oh yeah. Uh, I, oh, and that, I, I, I had friends. <laughs> fast forward to duck hunt in high school. I remember. Um, oh, God, if I can remember the teacher's name. He was, uh, in any case, he, w- he was our math teacher in high school. And I was in advanced, I think advanced algebra with like the kids that were in a grade above me and sitting there and he, he's like a big hunter, a big hunter. This is, and he goes, I'll tell you what, you guys bring in the Nint- Nintendo, we'll play Duck Hunt. And for however many rounds you go, that's how many bonus points your your group will get. Get out of town. And so I told, and, I, and he's like, you know, we had to come up with rules. You know, you can't stand right next to the monitor yep. and shoot it as the ducks are coming out. So my so cheating said, ass sister used to do. <laughs> I, said, I said, okay, cool, cool. I think we had to stop after ten rounds because I like I didn't miss a duck for ten rounds. Oh, you were just poaching everything. And I'm, you were and I, these you kids. Know, I'm like ten five. 10 feet away or whatever, just shooting the crap out of that TV screen. Now, and he's be like, honest, okay, enough. How many hours before that day did you practice leading up to knowing that that day was coming? No, I didn't. That was you the didn't? Thing. You didn't like, sit there for like six hours a day before and just like work on your, like behind the couch shooting something? My, my childhood <laughs> growing up was like Duck Hunt, Excite Bike, Mario, Ooh, Tetris, 
super techno ball where Bo Jackson could like run faster than yep. anybody on that field. Yep. So he could like go back. It's the best one. Uh, just go. Yeah. Diagonal. What about blades of steel? Blades of steel. No, oh, man. Blades of steel was great. The, uh, was it ML, the MLB baseball one? Mm-hmm. But it was like impossible to win. Remember that one. I'm trying to think what other ones. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Which was funny is I talked to Great somebody one. the other day and I was like, yeah, do you remember the Turtles game from for the NES? And they're like, oh, yeah. And I go, hey, did you ever get past like level two? And they're like, no, it was impossible. You can't beat it. Turtles? Yeah. I, I remember struggle. Yeah. Was it level two? It was like level two. You cannot get past it. I remember it like anything. you could never beat it. Yeah. Dude, the Turtles game was legit. Now, were you, you – I mean, Sega, too? You went to, from NES to Sega? Nope. No, you didn't play Sega. I stayed I stayed NES until PlayStation 1. And even at that, it was like the – it was a horrible story. My friends, <laughs> my friends and I were doing a gift exchange in high school. And, um, you know, me being the person I was, I was like, instead of doing okay everybody spends like 20 bucks 25 bucks on each other i was like you know you guys could like really just like kind of pull your money together and just get me a playstation you're not dude i was an asshole you shy see that was no that's 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 a heady play that's a heady play is what that is Uh, you know there's that's a heady play (laughs) and so you got a playstation for i look at it i you know it's you know Hindsight's oh, 2020. Man. You look at it now and you're like, yeah. that was just an asshole move. You would never do that now, but no, uh, I'd be happy yeah. with whatever hey. you got me. Oh yeah, but you know, leave a chair and move on. But you know, hey, you're high school kid. Like, what are you what are you gonna do? Well, I think that's cool though, man. I think it's really cool how um you know, just you know, those memories from when we were kids, like the impact of Indiana Jones and like I was talking about with like you know, uh, Home Alone, how I can't watch that movie without thinking of my mom's cackle and her belly laugh, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I just can't. And it brings a smile to my damn face. And I, and it is something that I will pass down to my kids. I will be watching Home Alone with my kids. And, you know, I think that holds up pretty good, right? You think Home Alone holds up for the most part? Yeah, just as long as you don't watch number three. I don't watch three because it was terrible. That isn't a Home Alone movie. It's horrible. It's horrific. Um, Home Alone too. so I like I think two is really good. I think people that that hate on two are are out of their mind, but um, but I think it's really neat how you know we we just kind of explored how you know our parents' deaths were traumatic, were something that stays with us. We can also see so much good because like these are things that just like stay with us and we can remember um I, i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna have a little bit of of your dad now i'm doing that when eric asked what the what the temperature is man i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm gonna lick my finger be like 30 degrees <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do it i'm gonna i'm gonna let uh, i'm gonna let uh, uh your dad live out in, in in our household here but um but i think that that's super cool and um, you and I can really, uh, you know, relate and commiserate with that. And, and, and I think that that's neat how all these things kind of connect and, you know, how these, uh, oh, how yeah. these things all add up for us. For sure. And I think, you know, as we, as we continue our conversations, you know, we can always bring it back to, 
you know, how we connected and how, um, mm. you know, the, our loved ones that we've lost, um, we can bring them back into this mm-hmm. podcast and, and, sure. and continue with their uh, legacies in our, in our communications and, and who we talk to and, and talk about. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think that that's a, it's a great way to do it and, and, and let their memories live on. And I think, you know, uh, part of doing this is to some way make an impact on our kids and, and let them hear our voices down the road. So it's super cool. Um, super cool. So uh, cheers, man. I know, I know you're sipping on a little, little beverage there. For sure. Something. Always. Yes. Yeah. We are, Mark and I enjoy our adult beverages. <laughs> and, uh, thought we thought we'd have one uh, crack one at the end here, but this is uh, fantastic. Listen, we appreciate everyone. Thank you so much for listening uh to this this first podcast and stay tuned we are going to keep doing this we're going to bring up different topics we're gonna have fun we're gonna have a good time doing it and uh, i hope you guys enjoyed this mark what this is fun man this is great absolutely i I really enjoy it and um so just make sure that when you're out there uh, listen subscribe to our podcast um we've, we've added a few more um networks and mm-hmm. platforms that you can listen through. Uh, we have follow a, us on all the socials, man. Yeah, we're on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify. Um, make sure, like John said, to follow our social media platforms as well. We're on Twitter at Unprofound Life. Unprofound Life on Instagram, the Unprofound Life. And Facebook, the Unprofound Life podcast. So uh, make sure to go like those those profiles and follow us. And follow us along. Please give a share. Yeah, absolutely. Comment. Tell us what you want to talk about. What you want us to talk about. Um, we also have the email address, the Unprofound Life at gmail.com. Write in. Tell us uh, some topics that you'd like to hear and talk about, and we'll go from there. We'd love to hear from you all. Uh, get some different things going on here. Um, one last thing, uh, Mark. You know, uh, uh, you know, I'm a big, big college fan. You know, sports fan, big basketball fan. One impact that's always been on my life is college basketball and in the, the, the March Madness tournament, and we got the Final Four coming up. And that is something that my dad and I have absolutely always watched together and love. And it's something that he has made an impact on my life with. Um, I'll never forget watching a videotape in 1990 of the 1985 national championship game, Villanova beating Georgetown, huge upset. And that made a difference in my life um, because I love, I, I love college basketball. I love the tournament. And uh, so I've got that to look forward to, but I always think of that, of the, you know, that bond that my dad and I had, and that has always made an impact on me. So I'm super pumped for the final four too. So that's going to be cool. So, all right, guys. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Well, thank you all. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Later, Mark. Later.